The following is an encore presentation of The Courage Effect with your host, Suzanne Weller. Suzanne would like to wish you and everyone the happiest of holidays. Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Suzanne. Welcome to The Courage Effect. My guest today is Christine Arilo. Christine is a transformational leadership advisor, social impact entrepreneur, wisdom teacher, and four-time author working with conscious humans to make shift happen in the lives they lead, the work they do, and the world they live in. She combines her corporate and entrepreneurial experience with wisdom study in feminine power, yogic science, and human consciousness to guide others in being professionally successful, internally empowered, and personally sustainable. Christine is the host of the popular Feminine Power Time podcast, and her latest book is called Overwhelmed and Over It. Embrace your power to stay centered and sustained in a chaotic world. Christine, welcome to The Courage Effect. Mm, Suzanne, thanks for inviting me. And hello to everyone. I'm so excited to jump into this conversation today and see what bites of wisdom come forth for all of us. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. And you have had a big impact on me and how I've operated over the past, you know, I think four or five years with your work and just experiencing you and learning from you. Because one of the things that is really re relevant for me, and I know also for most people out there, is that we live in a culture that doesn't just create burnout, but is essentially built on burnout. And we as women, I think, are particularly brilliant at burning ourselves out and not necessarily waking up to some of those underlying systems and recognizing that what we're doing is pretty much unsustainable. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how do we wake up to, to these larger systematic forces and how do we start to make choices for us? Mm. Such a big question. And it's one that I started asking all the way back in 2006 when I started to like first get the like, something is not right here. Like, you know, as smart as we are, as hard as we work, how could it be that this is true for all humans, but I'll speak specifically to, to women. Like we're more burned out, less happy. We, why haven't we cracked the nut, so to speak? And that sent me on now what's been like, what, like a 15 year almost research experiment <laughs> of like seeking to get to the root of what's here. And one of the things that I realized in my research was how much we as women and, and humans think it's our fault. Like there's something right that we're not doing right. Like if I, if I just could maintain work-life balance or if I could get time management, right. Or maybe my stress levels, you know, I could manage that. Or if I could just get to six figures as an entrepreneur, if I could just get that title, it all would be okay. And, and it doesn't actually work that way. And so one thing I just want to say to everybody to, to start off the, the bat here is it's not your fault. If you haven't gotten to the well, first of all, it's not work-life balance because that's BS and it doesn't actually work. But to that place where we feel like we can, you know, be in our expression in our career and going for what we desire, the impact we want to make and keep our well-being and nourish our relationships. And so I feel like this generation of human, like it's part of our advocacy. It's part of our, our like, how do we, how do we do that? And so the first thing that everyone needs to know in addition to it's not your fault, <laughs> is that 
the strategies that we've been given to try and remedy this are not adequate for the times that we live in. So that's number one, unless you just want to keep, you know, I can say treading water until the tsunami comes and you go under. So you can't just keep applying life hacks and time management apps and, and all of that. It'll keep you treading water, but eventually you're going to go under. Two is that the systems that we work and live in are actually, as you said, students built for burnout. And, and so you can't, you can't win at that game, which means you have to, you have to create a different game. Like, and this is the piece that's exciting to me. And I know it's exciting to Suzanne. Maybe we'll talk about harmonic defiance a little later, mm-hmm. um, is that we actually do have the power because humans created the systems. We created the economic system, the education system, the it's all human made. And which means we can create a different reality, but not if we can't see first inside of ourselves, how we ourselves have latched on to all of the things that keep us working too hard and giving too much and the deeper things that are going on. So I always say the first step is self-awareness and that's going to sound super personal growthy, pedantic, blah, 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 but, but it really is like, it's be the change you wish to see in the world. And part of it is like, like one very practical part is starting to look around at our lives and say, what is actually not sustainable? And, and then, and then getting honest about that and getting real about that instead of just trying to keep making it 10% better. So I'll pause there because there's more, there's lots more, but that's like, that is that, that piece is like being that self-honesty and that self-awareness. That's, that's step number one. Well, and you've interviewed so many, I mean, so many people and particularly women too, that have that aha moment, right? Like realizing I, I am in this place that is not necessarily sustainable and I don't want to be here anymore. Is there a pattern that you've seen in these interviews of, of what is potentially waking these women up? Yeah. Well, one of them is the, I call it the superwoman sob, um, but it can be the super being sob. So that's those, yeah. um, Suzanne and I were both raising our head. It's when the pressure gets so much that you just can't handle it anymore. And the tears just start to roll down your face. And that is usually, I don't know why we're like this as humans. We have to kind of get to like, like we're in a vice, you know, before we say, okay, mercy, mercy, like let's make a change. Uncle. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uncle, uncle. It's like that game mercy, you know, you play in fourth grade. It's like, yeah, uncle, uncle. And so I don't know why we're built like this as humans, but I know for me, I've made a lot of changes in my career, changes in my lifestyle, changes in my business structure as an entrepreneur, because I would get to that no more moment. And it usually had a superwoman sob connected to it. And if I listen, this is the great thing about the crying. Now I just make myself cry. Like I actually will put myself into a superwoman sob just to get the pressure out. Mm-hmm. But if you, if, if you listen after that, 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 um, that sobbing moment and you get quiet, you'll actually hear your inner wisdom speak to you. And if you will listen in that moment, and if you're not really connected into that part of yourself, that's a great place to work with a coach or someone who could help you kind of get to like, what's your, what's your truth under there. And, and it'll usually give you a path to like, okay, this is what's not working. And then that opens up once you, once you say this is not working, I don't want to repeat it. That's when the liberation becomes possible. And so a lot of what I see why women don't and why humans don't get out of what I call the burnout matrix is because they're actually not willing to do the self-reflection and make the changes that, that oftentimes are just really about aligning when I say align to your design. Yeah. 
you know, how your, what your purpose is, how you're meant to work. You know, it's like really getting clear on that. And um, because it takes courage, which is why we're here today. It takes courage to do things differently, um, especially if it's different than what everybody else around you is doing. Yeah. And I love a line to your design because it's so easy for, I mean, even when we have these conversations, we, we kind of complain and moan about it with mm-hmm. each other, but we don't necessarily give each other true empowerment or ourselves when we're, when we're in that moment. That's a, I mean, I, yeah, I've been there too. I've been there a couple of times and it's, for me, it's been really wonderful to have a partner. I mean, my husband has been a really good mirror for me just to, you know, say, okay, you're, you're at a point where (laughs) I don't know if this is healthy. So, Mm -hmm. um, but we can't always rely on other people to do that for us. No. And it's, you know, it's, I, I can remember, um, several, moments when I changed direction and watching, you know, watching my friends who decided to continue, like as an entrepreneur, they decided to continue building their businesses and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and created what I call the beast model, which has, which they, they reached their seven figures. All right. But these are the women who still call me and say, Christine, if I keep working this way, I'm going to die. Christine, if I keep working this way, it's not sustainable. I can't keep doing it. And then what do they do? Because they've built the beast. And this happens for the women I've coached and people I've coached that are inside of as an employee, they design lifestyles. So they have three kids in private school. They have two houses. They can't, you know, they can't, they can't, they can't get out of it without getting out of it. So then, you know, we talk about the interference and what's going on. They say, Christine, tell me the truth. I'm like, do you want the truth? And and they always say yes. <laughs> but do they always, you know, and we're like, this is humans, you know, because it's it, it it takes time. It's not like a switch. But, you know, just one of my best friends just did this the, like two weeks ago. And I said to her, you, we, you've been talking to me about this for a decade. And yeah, you've made your seven figures. But when your CEO tells you, you ha- your CFO says you have to make $30,000 more again, per month to make it sustainable, you got to look at what's called founder shadow in your business and see where, see where that piece is. And then the life design part, you know, I get that. I didn't want to sell when I, when I finished my employee job um, and started becoming a consultant, I didn't change my income change, but I didn't change my lifestyle. So I didn't want to leave, you know, give up my house in the Bay area and I didn't want to give up my BMW, you know? And, and so I started my business, created debt because you got to create it from somewhere. It would have been wiser to sell the house (laughs) and, you know, get a VW, which eventually I did, but that was my own fear, ego status, you know, just unconscious stuff. I didn't even know was in there. And so, but my path is different, right? Suzanne, your path is different. We're all have different paths. And I think that's the piece as we, you know, we're going to go to break here in a, in a minute, but like, just like thinking about what is not in alignment with your design. And it's kind of like, if you're out of whack in your spine, you know, and you got to go to the chiropractor or something to get an adjustment. <laughs> it's like, where's your life? Like, give me an adjustment before you end up calling, you know, me and Suzanne or someone like us on the phone and say, if I keep working this way, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just so scary that it gets to that point. I mean, and so much of it is the the wake up call of, of your body starting to fail you. Right. Or, or mm-hmm. seeing it happen to other people in your life. I mean, that's something that has been, I've, I've had a lot of friends that have had serious illnesses over the past couple of years, and it definitely gives me pause to think, okay, what is causing this in their lives? I mean, obviously certain things are, are beyond our control, but what is not because we have that ego and that fear that we just feel like we have to keep propelling ourselves forward. 
I am a card carrying member in the Recovering Achievers Club and the Impatience Club. <laughs> and I want to yep. help the world be a better place. And this is why, I mean, I remember the day I said, if I keep working this way and I keep running this kind of business, I'm not going to make it. And, and, and I had to get really real about that with myself. And that's, I slimmed down my business while my friends were building their business. And then 2020 happened and I didn't, I could, I got through the pandemic because I didn't have all the overhead. And so it's like, just like, that's, but we just got to be real. Like, where's that, where are those pressure points at is where we start and looking at them in our work, our relationships, our lifestyle, like our health, all of it. Like, where are those pressure points where it's out of whack? And then you can start to unpack it. And that's when the freedom comes. Okay. Well, this is the perfect time for a break because I really want to talk about when you reach those no more points, how do you start uncovering that freedom and then unleashing that success on the other side? So we will be right back. You're listening to The Courage Effect. Thanks for being here. Courage takes on many forms. I believe that one of the most courageous things that we can do is recognize when we need help and seek out support. Is something interfering with your happiness or keeping you from achieving your goals? If you're going through a hard time, possibly struggling with depression or anxiety, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and accessible. It's an online platform where you can be matched with a professional therapist in as little as a few days just by filling out a few questions. I know from personal experience that finding a therapist and the right fit can be really difficult. With BetterHelp, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. For more information and to sign up to get matched with a therapist, go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, dot com slash courage. Visiting this link both supports the show and gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. The following is an encore presentation of The Courage Effect with your host, Suzanne Weller. Suzanne would like to wish you and everyone the happiest of holidays. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne, and I am in conversation with Christine Arilo. We are talking about getting out of burnout, or at least you know, getting to a point of recognizing when you are not sustainable as far as how you're living, how you're working. And Christine, I'd love to hear from you a little bit more about when we get to that, you know, that point of recognizing the no more point, as you had called it, how do we better understand what's the root cause of it? Yeah. So I love getting to the roots because it's kind of like Blackberry. So think about Blackberry. Anyone you've ever had it in your garden, if you just keep chopping off the leaves and you don't pull out the root ball, that, that sucker is just coming back and it lives forever <laughs> all over the place. And so that that is my work in the world is to get to the roots of it. And I love that we're here on the courage effect because one of the one of the ways reasons we haven't got out of this is that we're not really willing to go deeper into the heart into the feeling, into the emotion of why we make choices that lead us down this path of the burnout matrix and the overwhelm and the sacrifice. And this just doesn't show up in our work. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our family. Like it's, 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 it's everywhere. And so when I was doing the research, what I, when I got to the heart of it um, and the word courage, which I'm sure you know this, Suzanne, me, the, the root of it is, is heart in French. 
And you, you all may or may not know this, that one in three women are dying of heart disease that used to be one in four. And I always say it's not because we love French fries. It's because of the pressure that's on us. What I, one of the roots I realized was, um, you know, you've heard those seven words. It's better to give than receive, right? We've all heard that sounds like a very harmless, you know, one of those sayings, right? But if you think about that, it's better to give than receive. So if that's how we live, then we're always going to give more and re not receive enough. We're like a totally receiving. I don't even know. It's like we're, we're before kindergarten, like we all really kind of suck at it. So if you just shift that to, it's better to give and receive that starts to change and create a harmony. So you have to like really look at where and how you overgive to work, to projects, to people, to relationships. Really, we hardly ever do that for ourselves other than if we're in excess <laughs> and we're overindulging, which is one of the over. So what I realized were there were these kind of 13 overgiving patterns that are present in us as humans. This is kind of my superpower. Take a big thing like overwhelm and like break it down into the 13 different ways that this shows up for you. Um, so I don't know if you want to mention them, Susan. I know Susan, you have the book opened if you wanted to read a couple of them and everyone can just kind of listen in to I, any you, of these. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, so a few of these that really stand out for me, um, overconnecting. I mean, that's that's one for me because connection is so such an important part of how I thrive, but at the same time, it's so easy for me to over-index and to go where I'm giving too much and I'm spending too much time connecting with people, overdoing, over-efforting, um, overindulging. So sometimes, you know, just numbing a little bit, which I know that we all probably did a little bit too much during the pandemic um, and over-perfecting. That's another one that is a bit of an Achilles heel for me. Yeah, that over a perfecting one that will make you give 110% when 70% is needed. Yeah. And then I always say most of us are 100% is most people's 130%. So I don't even know what percent we're giving, but way more percent than than is actually needed. And and for me, the over often that shows up is overextending. And so yes. overextending is where you're giving more time, more money, more resources than you actually have to give. And then you bankrupt yourself. Basically, all of these bankrupt you, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Um, sometimes financially. I mean, that can happen, especially in, in many different ways. And so what, what you want to do with these overs, and they're actually, they're in the book, but there's is a quiz people can take um, at amiovergiving.com if you want to get a, get a sense of these. The key is to start to become aware of when you know emotionally, you can feel it emotionally, and you can feel it physically in your body, or you feel it in how you're showing up in relationship. That it's a sign of like, oh, I'm over giving in this way and under receiving the support, time, energy that I need. This is like, this is key number one of getting out of burnout is understanding what your signs are of your own burnout cycle and your own overgiving cycle. So Suzanne, for you, how do you, what are the signs emotionally and or physically or mentally? So body, mind, heart, spirit that you are, that you're over giving or sliding into burnout. Um, I mean, physically I get creaks in my neck. Um, and you know, I'm, I need to, I get migraines. I mean, like these are things that actually show up where sometimes they happen, but they happen more regularly. And it's also a matter of, I recognize that I'm not spending as much time with the people in my life that I really want to be. So mm -hmm. sometimes I'm spreading myself too thinly and mm -hmm. it's really sacrificing quality time with, with, uh, with loved ones. 
And so the, so for me, I get cranky and my assistant and or Noah starts to ask me, how are you doing today, Christine? How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, I'm scaring my staff um, and my partner. And um, I feel like I have what's called passion burnout mm-hmm. and where I'm giving, I love what I do, but I've given so much to everyone else. And all I want to do is be a girl and drink, p- eat pizza, drink red wine and, you know, party all the time. <laughs> Because I don't feel like I'm getting what I need, right? So this is this is how this is why it's not about work-life balance. Yeah. It's not even about balance. I would say balance is something you want to feel within yourself and you want to keep yourself balanced by by giving and receiving in harmony. And so when you get out of harmony, when you see, when you feel the signs mentally, like if you're whatever that might be, like some people, they think a lot, like they overfocus on the future. And so you're always trying to plan ahead. That's a sign. That's a mental sign, emotional and, and, and physical. And then you say to yourself, you take a beat, take a breath, you pause and be like, I'm sliding into burnout or I'm overgiving here. And in one practice you can do is you can ask what would enough look like? In any situation, what would enough look like? Or you ask the very simple inquiry, what do I need to receive? I ask that question every morning as part of my morning practice. Because what if I ask that like to you all right now, what do you need to receive today? Yeah. So many people look at me like, what do you mean? I've never asked myself that question before. And I'm like, this, we don't even know what we need. Um, when I asked myself today what I needed, it was like this, like almost like, a, like I needed a jump start. Like that's what I, I needed to feel like a jump start. And I actually Monday mornings are my slow start Mondays and I have a massage scheduled um, for my who schedules massages on Mondays. People who do slow start Mondays schedule <laughs> on Mondays. So I'm curious for you, Suzanne, what do you do you need to receive today? Um, I'm actually going to acupuncture later today. So that's mm-hmm. something that is just physically allowing myself to, to be, to be resting. So, because I feel like now that summer's come, I've started to schedule and I've been traveling quite a bit. So this is really a day for, you know, just settling a bit. Yeah. And you have to relax in order to receive. That's yes. the interesting thing. You can't actually receive unless you're relaxed. So, you know, I think the word I would give everyone is harmony and noticing when you're in harmony or out of harmony or when things are in harmony or out of harmony. And then you got to take a pause and tune in with yourself. And that's why our morning practices are so important. Tune in every day with yourself. So, you know, when you're out of alignment and how to get back in. And having the courage to, to actually do something about it and to make it happen. Because I think a lot of the time we just, we sort of slough it off, right? Like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and we don't like, we're afraid to ask, to, to ask for what we need. Yeah. Yeah. And then for good reason. I mean, there's, I, I, there's also in addition to the 13 overs, there's 10 different ways we push away support and there's real reasons. I mean, many of us, you know, didn't have support when we needed it. So we get imprinted. So this is like part of the key is we have these unconscious imprints. We have no idea are running you. And the, and the, basically the wisdom is real clear. If you can't change what you can't see. So what we're talking about here is giving you language to something that's like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm burned out, I'm busy. It's like, you just keep saying it over and over again. But when you can break it down and see it, it's like, oh, that's connected to that. And is that real? Or am I making up this deadline? Am I making up, you know, over caretaking is a big one, especially for women. And they're like just pouring their energy into other people and they just need to pull that energy back and let people have the dignity of our, their process. And we have to watch about 
that as coaches all the time. So, and then I think you know, the other thing I just want to say that this is, this is really is to me is activism because our young gen, the younger generations, especially the young women, they are so, they are so burned out. And like, there's literally a name crispies. That's what they, that's what college admissions people call the high school students when they come into college and they're already burned out wow. from high school. So, you know, for all of the parents out there in the world, and just like, this isn't just like, oh, let me take care of myself, self-care, self-care. This is like a fundamental shift in, in how we are. And we can't create a better working world if we ourselves aren't actually conscious of what that looks like. We need yeah. a harmonic client, Suzanne, don't you think? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Suzanne loves the word harmonic. Suzanne and I have secret capes. <laughs> Beware. Talk, we should talk to get... me about the, the activism of harmonic defiance. <laughs> okay. So if we were to boil down where your power is and what that looks like, when I was writing this book and doing this research, I just realized how many of us didn't even realize the choices that we could change. And people just think they can't change them. And they're from small ones to medium-sized ones to big ones. And so the, the power is called, I got to put my glasses, I'm going to read it from the book here, the superpower of harmonic defiance. Everyone has it. So here is the definition. Harmonic defiance is choosing to defy the systems and realities that do not work for you, not by ranting and raging, but by doing things differently in wise ways that cultivate harmony. Harmonic defiance is choosing to proactively create new realities by how you design your life, lead within your organization, community, and family, and show up in your relationships. Now, here's the key. You don't ask for permission. You just choose what is in harmony and you do it. And that's where the courage comes in because it's going to make you shake in your boots a bit because you're going against your own grain, ingrained imprints and the systemic ones that are like, oh, just be happy that you only have to work four days a week and you can work one day from home or, you know, it's like whatever it might be, be like, no, but let's redesign this as entrepreneurs too. It's like, we're the ones, but it takes a lot of courage and it takes each other. So Suzanne, I'm so happy that you're, you bring us together for this conversation and that you're giving your gifts. It's so good to see you so radiant and shining and using your, your voice. So I always say it's our voices and our choices that create the culture we live in. Mm, well, thank you for laying so much important groundwork and for, for sharing it. I mean, the, your book and every time, you know, I, I watch you online or I go to your website, there's so many practical approaches to this. And that's, what's so wonderful is that it's not just about the ideas and recognizing it, but it's the steps to actually get out of it. So thank you for all of that, Christine. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. It's so good being with you today. So as we wrap, I just want to go over a few things. So we live in a world where the systems basically are built for burnout. How do we actually recognize when we are out of alignment with our own design and how can we actually channel that harmonic defiance and really do something about it ourselves? So taking action. Mm -hmm. Christine, wonderful to see you. Do you want to give a quick shout out to your website, how people can get in touch with you? Oh, yes. Come to my website, uh, Christine Arilo, and my last name is A-R-Y-L-O, or check out the podcast Feminine Power time um, on your app. Fantastic. And we'll have all of this linked on the Courage Effect website. Thank you for a wonderful conversation. I feel empowered. I hope that all of you do as well. Have a wonderful day. Stay courageous. <laughs>